Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, so we're back on our uh, next episode here of A Few Points from Perfect. What are we going to talk about today, sir? Well, uh, we are going to talk about YouTube. Oh, boy. We're going to try to cover it as in-depth as we possibly can I within like reason. I we should have brought in a, a, at least somebody successful on YouTube or possibly an expert. Are, are we qualified for this? I, I don't know if we are, but, uh, you know, we got microphones as always, and uh, <laughs> we're going to talk anyway. Well, if nothing else, we'll let everybody know what not to do. Yeah, so, uh, you know, we're for anybody who can't possibly see this, if this ever makes it to a podcasting service then uh they'll know that we're sitting a little different now we're uh we're across the table more of an interview style yeah huh? so uh i've got a, a list of questions here and a list of talking points i'm going to well, i'm never uh, short on answers so that that is true i'm gonna uh read them and let you answer and some of them i'll chime in on because i've got some points on some of them but a lot of it we tend to agree on so uh, i guess we'll just jump right into it all right all right, so you are uh, you're dirt perfect on YouTube. This is correct. I'm Jason. Works a lot on YouTube, and uh, last I checked, you're correct on that as well. I should be. You should fact check that. Uh, first question being here: uh, Why did you start a YouTube channel? We've covered this a little bit in past episodes. That's a that's a great question. I kind of got peer pressured into it, to be honest with you, um, in a in a good way. Uh, going back to our last guest we had, Logger Wade. He's my neighbor. He's been doing it for a long time. Uh, I was in a transition period in uh, my life and with business, and uh, Wade encouraged me to do it, and the timing and the stars lined up to try it, and I thought, why not? Let's give it a go. Now, uh, would you say that you're an easily impressionable, easy-to-peer-pressure type person? No. So this probably took a little bit of effort on... Yeah, like 10 years. ...on Logger Wade's part. <laughs> yeah. so we he's, pretty, he's a pretty persistent guy. That I will say that um, if there was a, ever a symbol of the impossible force... Meaning an immov- or unstoppable force, meaning an immovable object. It's definitely the two of you. Um, I'm I'm pretty. I'm, I wasn't peer pressured into it, but I thought it now, looked fun. In my defense, though, if I would have started a YouTube channel and ever Wade wanted me to five, seven, ten years ago, uh, it would have been a completely different path. It would not be the YouTube channel you see today. So, so it would have been dirt mediocre. It would have been Simon Harris Construction and a lot of house building and right a lot of management. Probably not as happy. Uh, not, yeah, I would not be very near as uh, uh, upbeat, cheerful mm-hmm. uh, myself. Was uh, uh, was the reindeer hat still? The what? reindeer hat was still in game. So it would have made a, a It would have okay. made a plane. So it was just a totally different place in my life. So I'm glad I didn't do it then. I'm glad I did it when I did it. Right. But uh, that's to answer your question, sir. The the reason why is is Wade been doing it for a while. He had some success. He I seen some benefits of it. 
I was ready for a new challenge in life, and I thought, what the heck, let's try it. Oh, okay. Um, I was really just looking to try something new, get a new hobby, um, try and do something. I've covered it in the past. You know, uh, I was more or less reinventing my life and looking at other hobbies, and uh, <laughs> yeah. It might not have done all that great, but hey, I'm working on it. Um, so I guess uh, that kind of gets us to our next talking point is uh, what did you what did you hope to get out of your YouTube channel when you were in the stages of still making it? That, that's a great question. And I what did I hope to get out of it? I don't know if I had any expectations. And I think that's probably an important point to make is I didn't uh, I didn't. I didn't expect to make a whole bunch of money. Uh, I didn't expect to be famous. I didn't expect to have sponsorships. I didn't expect to do any of that. Uh, I had a few goals, though. I had a few things that I wanted to do. Okay. Um, the main thing was, is, and to this day it still stands true, I'm not going to do it if I don't enjoy it. I, I deemed YouTube to be a hobby, and I'm going to keep it that way. I'm never going to turn YouTube into a job. Okay. So that was probably my first ground rule. Um, I kind of set a goal of, you know, 12 months down the road, I'd like to have 1,000 subscribers and 4,000 watch hours. For people in the YouTube world that don't know, that's what it takes to get monetized. Right. And we'll get into that. So after 12 years of doing YouTube, or 12 months of doing YouTube, excuse me, I was hoping to at least be eligible for monetization. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, I went into it very open-minded. I hadn't... Um, Wade's... Uh, everybody's YouTube's experience is a little bit different. Wade kind of just goes at it like wide open just is what it is throw it up there um i'm a little bit more structured than mm -hmm. he is so our 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 channels the way we approach youtube's considerably different so i don't know how much crossover there or comparison there was from um, what wade does but uh yeah i didn't i didn't have any expectations i just had a few goals in mind and, and decided to go for it and that was uh that was pretty much the same for me i didn't necessarily care to make money at it um I, i've always enjoyed technology i guess to an extent that's where we differ greatly yeah um i i like the the cameras i like different angles of filming and stuff like that though Despise i, I it. yeah i truly don't do it much Despise um it. Uh, yeah and i learned real quickly that uh you just to keep it simple stupid you know <laughs> yeah. uh we'll, we'll definitely who would you say possibly taught you that uh it's, i don't know but it was the perfect advice i'll say that <laughs> um so, yeah, you know, I think the important takeaway from that is neither one of us really expected anything out of it. No, not at all. Um, I I never expected to make a dime. I never expected to get my first sponsorship. I never expected to meet my first fan. Um, whenever I started YouTube, that stuff never even crossed my mind. Right. Um, now, you you did mention time management, mm -hmm. say, uh, in comparison and contrasting you and Logger Wade. Um, can you get into that a little bit more what do you consider t time management that's important well there's uh where we it don't matter who you are or what you are in life we all got 24 hours in a day to accomplish what we can except for me i have 26 <laughs> well you need to let me know your secret there, i bud. can't do that uh and we all got to sleep at some point and one of the reasons why i had a transition in my life is i was pulling out of some other businesses and spend more time with my family um but I, I got to keep busy. I got to be doing something. So that's where I come up with the hobby of YouTube being a good time to do it. So there was, uh, I know of other YouTubers that spend hours and hours and hours editing videos, uh, spend hours filming videos. And I couldn't, uh, I couldn't do this. Um, 
I couldn't, I, I didn't have that time to give to it, mm-hmm. but I still wanted to put a good product out. Right. So I had to find a way to make my hobby fit into my life is I guess where I go with time management. And as you get going on YouTube, you learn real quickly. There's a lot of tricks you can learn filming that really help you edit it. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that a lot of people are always just astounded to find out is I don't edit on the computer. I edit on my phone. Right. Uh, Which you eventually transitioned into an iPad. I did eventually transition to the iPad, but I still edit on my phone. To this day. To this day. Okay. And the reason why is, is uh, let's just say I'm pulling into the quarry to get a load of rock and I'm 15th in line. Well, I pull my phone out of my pocket and edit 15 minutes of a video. Right. Um, Say I take my daughter to the eye doctor appointment. I'm sitting in the waiting room. I can sit there and edit on a video. Say I go out to eat for lunch and I'm by myself and takes me 20 minutes to get my food well, I can sit there and edit a video mm-hmm. um, so that's one of the main reasons and it's easier for me I'm not a technology person I, I, I have edited a few videos on the computer um, that is really in depth and a lot more options a lot more everything and I I still feel like I can do a better job editing on my phone and I can do it at my own leisure when I got time to do it right so first off you film in a manner to where it's easy to edit, and that, that you just have to figure out how to do that. And that can vary person to person, person depending to person. on what they want to and make. And it also can vary on what you're filming. That's true, too. Um, yeah. You know, I have, if you guys are familiar with my videos, I may have 15 different shots of a loader loading dirt in a dump truck. Right. Spoiler alert, they were all shot with one camera. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah, just moved around. Because that's, that's the most time-consuming uh, part of editing is if you run multiple cameras. Right. Because you got to go find the timestamp on three different SD cards. And then, uh, and then edit each one accordingly. And edit each one accordingly. Where if you can just move that camera three or four times, right? Um, you just they're all right there in order. You just go boom, 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 boom. Right. And nobody, I mean, like dumping dirt into a dump truck. If you get one shot of scooping it up, one shot of going to the truck, and one shot of dumping it into the truck, it may be three different scoops of dirt, but nobody's got. I feel like that's a trade secret. You're not supposed to. I'm not supposed to. Most of the that, that might It's be. not like there's a big sign in the in the bucket that says scoop number one, you right. know, scoop number two. And, I, uh, I can uh, I can tell you a little embarrassing story about one of the first few videos that I ever filmed. I, I did that. <laughs> I, I did a scoop of dirt and I got out and I moved the camera and then I filmed me going over to where I was going to dump it and then I got out and I moved the camera. And I had to film me dumping that same scoot. So I would like to think that my videos are more authentic than yours. <laughs> yeah, but how much time did you waste? I don't waste that much time. It's time management. That's, that's, that's the point of the conversation. Well, I never said I was good at this. But uh, just to give you a quick little rundown of what my routine is now, mm-hmm. is I usually I try to do everything I can to film with one camera. There are still certain videos where I'll either have a drone or a second camera involved, depending on what's going on. Now, do you consider the drone... A camera? A camera. Yes, absolutely. Okay. It, it records and puts video in my editor. It's a damn camera. Okay. It may be a flying camera, but it's a camera. <laughs> it's a fancy camera. And it's the most annoying camera I got because it has no audio. Right. So you cannot use the raw footage out of it. You either have to put music with it, you have to put a voiceover with it, or you have to lay it over with another camera sitting on the ground. Right. So it's Which my, takes more time. Which takes more time. So it's my least favorite camera to use, mm-hmm. and it is a camera. Uh, so anyways, I'll film throughout the day. Whenever I come home in the evenings, I will put my SD card. I will download everything onto my iPad. iPad's primarily what I edit with today. I still do some stuff on my phone just because of time constraints. So I'm at home playing with the kids, working in the shop, doing whatever. Everything's downloaded to my iPad, taking a shower, whatever I'm doing. 
Uh, at the end of the night, uh, Jen and the kids have about an hour-long bedtime routine. I will lay there in bed and I will edit for an hour. I can usually get a video edited in 35 to 40 minutes, mm-hmm. uh, depending on what it is. So I'll get a video to video and half edited. Jenna comes to bed. I will have that let that video upload on YouTube and it'll be unlisted. For you guys don't know how YouTube works, whenever you upload a video, you can do private, unlisted, or public. Right. So unlisted means you cannot view that video unless I send you a link to it. Correct. So I got probably 30 videos on YouTube that are unlisted. Is that a trade secret that you're letting out to? We, we will get to that in a little bit about the pros and cons. The pros and cons of that. Okay. So whenever I get all these videos up on YouTube, I will do this throughout the week, Monday through Saturday, most likely. Right. Uh, Sunday, I do my best to stay at home and not schedule work, if at all possible. And uh, at that point, this is where I sit down on my computer, and I have all these unlisted videos that I edited all week, right? So at that point, I'll go in, I'll put a title on it, I'll put a description in it, I will do the tags, I will do the thumbnail, I will monetize it, and then once I have all these things done, I will schedule it. And then for people who have never done this before, you actually have to go in and do most of these steps to be able to publish a video. You can you can just publish a raw video, but you're not going to get much out of it if you don't have a good title, the proper description, a good thumbnail. So title. titling a video November 3rd is just not going to do not well for you. Do, no. Right. Yeah. So you have to give a somewhat descriptive title about what you're doing. Yep. Then you actually have to go down and write the description that not many people even see probably. But it helps you in the search right. engines. So there's an importance to it. There's an importance to it. And that's okay. also where you can put your uh, links to your social media or, or Facebook page or your uh, anything. If you're selling a product, you can put right. a link in there to that. Okay. Uh, and then tags are just basically, your, they're just like one or two word tags of, um, uh, you know, random stuff. If there's an excavator in it, you put excavator ditting or excavator video or It basically helps work. YouTube understand where it should go. Yeah, and it helps YouTube categorize it is right. the way I understand it. And that's, that's a very important step that not a lot of people do. Correct. Okay. Um, and then you can put it into a playlist. I got, I keep mine pretty simple. I think I got four playlists. It's like shop videos, my thoughts uh, on the job and lives. Mm-hmm. I, I don't get really in depth with playlists. I keep it pretty simple. Uh, but it does help you, a uh, trucking, I got trucking on there, but it does help you. You know, if somebody finds my channel and they just like the shop videos, they can at least go find a list of shop videos. Right, so it helps potentially get people in and makes it easier for them and more inclined for them to stick around, maybe right. subscribe. Uh, then you need to monetize it. Um, I mean, I don't like I like making ads myself, but it's a hobby, and I do got to justify my time. Right. So uh, monetization, and what a lot of people don't realize is that, you know, occasionally you get the, the comment, you know, you've got too many ads in there. Mm-hmm. I probably, whenever I monetize it, YouTube gives you the option to put ads in or take ads out. Right. I probably take 50% of the ads out they put in. And I think it's important to mention this now, too. Uh, we're recording this at the end of October of 2020, and... I think four or five months ago is when they really changed that. Yeah. Um, Captain Kleeman did a video, which actually watching Captain Kleeman's video on how to make a, ch- a YouTube video or whatever is where I even realized about this, that YouTube all of a sudden is putting a lot of ads in on these videos. Um, and if you as a content creator didn't know that, well, if you don't go back and watch your video, you may never... You may never know. Right, that there might be... I mean, 10 to 12 ads is actually 
fairly common. Oh, yeah, for, I've had I've had some videos, like some of my videos are forty or fifty minutes long. Mm -hmm. We'll have twenty ads in it. Right now, do you have a, a rule of thumb for how many I ads? I try not. I try to keep an ad about every ten minutes. Okay, so one ad per ten minutes. One that's actually what minutes. I do too. It's somewhere. I mean, that's give or take a little bit. You may have two ads in the first fifteen minutes, and then I have one till thirty minutes. But right, depending on how YouTube decides, it's a good spot in your video. And this just popped into my head. Um, as a content creator, do you get a say in what ads are aired on your video? No. So uh, YouTube, that's a good point because every once in a while you'll get a, like I had a guy the other day said, I'm not watching, I'm unsubscribing to your channel because a porn ad just popped up or whatever your political stance is. Yeah. I'm unsubscribing to your channel because a Trump ad popped up or a Biden ad popped up. Right. And we have absolutely zero control over what ad is aired on our videos right that ad is based on your watch history yes so most people don't realize that most people don't realize that so maybe you weren't watching something you shouldn't have been watching from your device but somebody else was yeah <laughs> you know? or you've searched it on google or you've searched or it on facebook google or, or facebook or something like that you've talked about it a lot so the, the ad is not the ad has nothing to do with the content creator it has everything to do with the viewer Right. So that that comment really just cracks me up because I'm like, you're telling on yourself, people. You're telling yeah, on yourself. Exactly. We have no, absolutely no control over what your ads are going so, like. So to finish out time management real quick. So now, now it's Sunday. I'm going in and I'm doing everything to my video. Once it's ready to be public, I schedule it. Right. So YouTube gives you the option to say what day it will go public. Okay. And they um, give you the option of what time too. And what time. So this is, uh, you know, a lot of people follow me on YouTube know that my videos are a month and a half to two months behind. Right. That's by design. It's not by accident. That's by design. Uh, the reason that's why by, it's by design is, is I may go a week without filming. I may go two weeks without sitting at my computer. Mm -hmm. I, you know, my, my, my schedule, my life is crazy. I'm not going to act like it's not. But guess what? You guys get a good quality video every other day, no matter what. Right. That's... And I'm never stressing out to film something. I'm never stressing out to edit anything. I'm never hurrying back to my computer to monetize something. I'm just letting it do its thing. Right. So you've basically figured out a way to make your channel almost uh, uh, autonomous. Yeah. I mean, I, it's... It, once, you, once you do the work of getting it onto the, the channel, the channel runs itself, essentially. We're, we're sitting here... Um, October 24th filming this, I can tell you what video is going to air December 8th. Right. Because you've added, you're scheduled out. I'm scheduled out. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm getting to that point. Okay. Uh, basically, I, when I started making YouTube videos, I would film and I would run home and I would try to edit it and... Get it up as fast as you can. Yeah. And catching up to where we we're at now in the, this conversation, I, I started out editing on a computer. Uh, I used Adobe Premiere Premier, Elements, yeah. which we'll get into that in some of the camera equipment, more or less, about the cost and everything. But basically, I would sit down at the computer, uh, relatively simple video, maybe two camera angles, maybe 20-minute video. Probably took me four hours to edit in the beginning. And I'm over here laughing at you. Yeah. Yeah, and I know why you're laughing at me, too, and I don't, I don't do that much anymore. Um, and that really... I think we should point out that you're the tech-savvy guy. Yeah. And I'm the last thing from that. Right. And there's something to be said about and my choice for Adobe falling into that category. Um, and there are a lot of people who edit their videos on Adobe. Yeah. And they I do mean, very well. I've edited well. some videos on Adobe. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to downplay Adobe's a nice program, but 
it's it's more time consuming to do it. Right. So for what maybe you and I are trying to put out onto YouTube, it's hardly justifiable. It's yeah. yeah. Um, and I mean, I was uh, I was seeing maybe a hundred dollars a month come in from YouTube at this point in time, and now I'm spending four hours of video and averaging two videos a week. I mean, that adds up to a point where that's taking X amount of hours away from me where I could be spending with my wife or your hobbies become a job, right? You're not getting paid for it. it, Yeah. And it's uh, a bass backwards here. Yeah. You know, so, um, and and I knew going into it, I couldn't commit that to it. So I had to find another way to make it work or it would not work. Right. I was going to fail before I ever started. And you were the one that actually introduced me to the, uh, kind master editing program on the Apple devices to get that going. Um, so I guess we can get into the equipment more of it now. Um, what camera equipment are you using? Have you tried? Do you recommend? So um, starting off from the beginning, you know, I guess we should point out starting a YouTube channel is basically free. Yes. All you got to have is an email address. Which is also free. Which is also free. So uh, to, to, to technically start a channel, 100% free. Don't cost you anything. Right. So and you can now run a YouTube channel entirely from your phone. Yep. Except for monetizing the videos? You can monetize it from your phone. You cannot put... Um, uh, there's a couple things you can't do. You can't change ad placement. Okay. Uh, you can't put end screens in. Um, and the end screen is that thing that plays kind of at the end. It, it might recommend a video to somebody. Right. It lets them click on your name There's to subscribe. a handful of things that you can't do, but it, but but you can do it solely from your phone. John the Chipper guy, mm-hmm. or uh, yeah, the Chipper guy, Yeah, uh, he, he operates 100% of his own. He don't even have a desktop. Okay. Uh, I didn't have a desktop for the first six months. Right. Did it. Yep. Uh, so, you, yeah, so it's free to do it. Uh, the first probably 30 videos I filmed, 100% of my iPhone. Mm-hmm. 100% of my iPhone. I didn't have, um, I already had my iPhone, didn't have no investment. I was doing like what you were talking about. I was doing everything I could for my iPhone. So, um, as long as you got a phone and you got an email address, you, it don't cost you nothing to put the first video up. And I think it's worth noting, too, that pretty much any iPhone after, say, the 7, yep. the video quality of the phone is right on par with most of the other things that we're about to talk about. Uh, Audio, I'll, maybe not so much. But. I'll disagree with that a little bit because GoPros come so far with their hyper smooth technology. Yeah, that's true. I guess as far as the, and the stabilization and everything. But yeah. if you're a person who's maybe putting a video on a tripod. Yeah. I mean, there's ways to film with your iPhone to get the same quality as a GoPro, right. for example. But uh, you're going to need some accessories to go with it. Right. Is, is the that's a fair way, way to say that. Is, yeah, is the best way to put it. So. Um, I ventured into the uh, – actually, I talked to you quite a bit about some camera equipment. I, I was going to yeah. go down the DJI path. Uh, right. You had the Osmos. Yeah. Uh, I actually filmed a video on your channel with that. Yeah. And um, quickly knew that's not what I wanted. Yeah. It's a neat little device. It's but a neat it's, little device, it's also but it didn't, a neat little pain in the butt. Neat little pain in the butt. So um, I ended up going the GoPro route. Right. And uh, I'm not sponsored by GoPro. I don't have anything, any ties to GoPro. Uh, I don't think GoPro's the best camera out there, but for what I do, it's the best camera for the job. It, it's very simple. It's very user-friendly. It's very rugged. It um, it does a good job for what it is. And is it, is it um, fair to say that it's readily available, too? Yes. You can pretty much go anywhere, at least in the United States, find a Walmart or a Best Buy or something that's open at any given time that sells a GoPro and camera. Have, and the accessories are almost unlimited. Right. And you there's know. a huge aftermarket for accessories. Yeah. So it, um, 
And if you do have problems with them, there's a lot of forums and stuff. You know, there's tech support right. to go with them. So uh, I started off with the GoPro 7s. They were my first. And to this, and you th- had the white. I had a white. Uh, I did not like the white because uh, I didn't have a removable battery. That's correct. And it yeah. did not have a removable lens. Right. And for people who are not familiar with GoPro, there's the the traditional GoPro. Then there's the white model, which is their well, mid-grade. Well, there's the white, silver, and black. Oh, they have silver now. There's white, silver, and black. Silver's the in-between. Okay, so the white would be the beginner, the lowest yep. level GoPro. Then the silver is the second tier. Yep. And, and then, then the black, black is the, yep. the best quality GoPro you can get. Right. So, uh, actually, my very first GoPro was a Hero 3. Okay, that's and, right. Yeah, uh, I, I used that. it in conjunction with my phone a little bit. They had the old waterproof case. Yeah, so it had basically no audio The audio was horrific, but I could use it for a time-lapse shot or a second-off shot, and I kind of got my feet wet with the GoPro. Um, Then I bought a GoPro White. I didn't do my research, didn't realize it didn't have a removable battery. Right. Um, That wasn't going to work, so then I got a GoPro 7. So would you consider the GoPro White purchase strictly on price? Yes. Okay, so... It's worth noting that it might, for you know, your results may vary, but it might be worth spending a little bit extra to at least get that removable battery. Yep. So, I gifted my GoPro White to Captain Kleeman. Right. He built his entire channel around it. Right. Up until, yeah, he did. Um, up until uh, about three or four months ago, that's all he used to film was the GoPro White I gave him. He got an external battery. He found a way to make it work. He, I mean, you can do good stuff with it. It's a good camera. It takes yeah, good video. Absolutely. Not horrible audio. So uh, then I, I went to GoPro 7, and to this day, my GoPro 7, to be honest with you, is still my favorite camera. And for those watching this on our YouTube podcast channel, this is actually being filmed on my GoPro 7. Yes. Uh, and it's still working, so that's good. Okay. <laughs> they're, a little get, they're a little glitchy, folks. Yeah, they can be. That's something worth noting, actually, is that GoPros can be a little hit they, they can be very um, aggravating. So... The GoPro 7 is still my favorite camera. It don't have little tabs on the bottom. The, the camera flops in and out of the holder case. It's easy to get in and out of. It's easy to change batteries. The, the video on it is excellent for what it is. Mm-hmm. The audio is, uh, is good, but, it, but if you have any type of background noise, it's not. I would call the audio on a, on a Hero 7 personally subpar. Yeah, it's uh, if it's like like if we were just audio and us right now with no background noise and we were the only two making noise, right? The audio would be excellent. And it, another thing worth mentioning is that this podcast is not recorded. That is audio that is, is not correct. recorded on the GoPro. So, uh, like whenever I was in a machine run, I'd have a lot of complaints that people can't hear me, and, and they could hear me, but I agree it wasn't the best audio. Right. So um, at this point, I'm, I'm making a little bit of money on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Uh, the hobby's being profitable, so I'm not I'm not against investing into it a little bit. Right. So I bought my first GoPro Eight. Um, uh, GoPro Eight. There's a few things about it I just hate. The actual camera itself. They took a step back in the audio world. Yes. Um, the the audio of just the camera is horrific. And there may or may not have been a reason why they did that. I think. Uh, that's to be determined or to be discussed. Yeah. Um. They also do not have a removable lens on it, right. which for a guy that's rough on his camera around welding and dropping it in the rocks and having it on equipment with you know trucks with stuff flying at it and I don't know how many times I buried my camera. Right. Uh, that gets expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, so the Hero uh, Seven and now the Hero Nine 
have a removable lens. It's a basically a polycarbonate cover over the lens right. itself. So that if you scratch it. it or tear it up, you just twist it off, put a new one on there, like six bucks. Right. And, and you the go 8 on did again. not have that. But one thing the 8 does have is a media mod. Right. And it's their microphone mod. It's a microphone mod. And I've, uh, I know we're doing a podcast here. I've modified mine some to make it work with what I do. But uh, it is not as good as a lapel mic or a boom mic or a high dollar mic. But it is a quick and easy good it's, mic. Um, I went from having all kinds of audio complaints to 7 million views and maybe two audio complaints. Right. So it's basically what it is is it's a, an external case that the GoPro the, the Hero GoPro 8 slides, slides into. into. And it's got three microphones on it. Yes, and it's, it's uh, worth noting that it's a stereo mic. Yes, so it can record left and right. Left and right. Instead of so mono. So that's, uh, at this point in life with the GoPro 8 and the, and the microphone mod, if, it, if that camera just had a removable lens, it would be, I'd be good with it. You'd be buying them. I'd be buying them. Excessively. Exclusively. Right. That's the word, yeah. Uh, because keep in mind, guys, again, YouTube's a hobby. I excavate for a living. I'm not going to have... A wire running up my shirt, a microphone clipped to my thing, and you gotta keep in mind on in a ten hour day I may only film an hour. Right. Uh that's just not gonna happen. YouTube's a hobby, not my job. So at some point, not to be rude, but you gotta be happy you got what you got. Yes. And um So the GoPro eight was the happy medium to upgrade audio without being a big nuisance on my behalf. Right. Now we uh we kind of figured out together this this setup here for people watching can see it. This is the setup you use. This is the setup, for the most part, that yep. I use. Um, and we actually ended up finding a lot of this from Welker Farms. Yeah, but it's just a, it's a magnet, rubber grip handle, swivel top, adapter, and then, the, and then the thing goes on top so you can hold it and not have a whole lot of noise transfer through right. the handle. And then if you want to stick it to something, uh, you can pretty much get about any angle you want. Right. And, and uh, uh, my big thing was I got to have something I put in my pocket. That's what I was getting at. Yeah, I remember when we were trying to piece this together. It's very important for you and for me, and I'm sure a lot of other people like us. I'm not carrying a camera background. Right. You need to be able to take this out of your pocket, hit a button, get the shot you need to get without right. interrupting your actual day. Right. And it's got to it's gotta work. It's got to work. Uh, I usually uh, carry two or three extra GoPro batteries in my pocket. Nine times out of ten, everybody leave the leave the shop in the morning. I have my camera on my stick, three extra pockets, three extra batteries in my pocket. We're off to the races. Right, and the, I think the only noteworthy thing is the difference between my setup and yours is instead of this comfort handle, which I had. Right. Mine's a battery. Right. And I have a wire going up that plugs into the side of my camera, and I'm still not convinced that it's better than this with multiple batteries. But for me personally, because I hardly film at all now because I don't have time, it's easier to just grab it, and I know the stick's charged. Charged and just go. Yeah, and I'm fine with it. Um, so I have, uh, I, at this point in life, I have upgraded to a GoPro 9. Mm -hmm. I've used it for one video. I have the microphone mod or the media mod for it as well. It's actually right there. Yeah, for you guys watching, it's actually sitting right here on the table. Um, here's the problem with the GoPro 9 and the media mod. The front-facing microphone is so good that it makes the back-facing microphone. Makes a great phone stand. Makes the back-facing microphone um, horrible. Right. The audio balance between front and back is noticeably bad and the GoPro 8 one does such a good job there's a lot of people a lot of reviews online that the GoPro 8 media mods crap I don't know what they're using it for it, there's a good chance it is crap for what they're doing right but for what I'm doing it's awesome and uh, the only real noteworthy thing to add to with your media mod is that you 
epoxy a GoPro mount onto the bottom of it. Yes, which now my media mod is now my case the old GoPro 7s have. So I don't have to twist a thumb screw out to slide my camera in. Now right. I just plug and go again. Yes, and that allows you to put this adapter on to go to a quarter 20 tripod mount. Yep. So that you can screw the handle on. Mine, GoPro 7, has an aluminum housing that the camera slides into slides with in. the screw on the bottom. So, I don't know. I'm sure I'll figure out the GoPro 9. Um, the GoPro 9 basic camera does have a lot better microphone than the GoPro 8. Right. Uh, but it's not as good as a GoPro 8 with a media mod. So, for somebody who's just looking for something to, I mean, just get started with, they don't want to start on their phone for whatever reason. They, they want to, they're determined to have a camera. They, they're going to go GoPro. Which, 7, 8, or 9? 7. 7. Yep. So, um, because of its all-around just... Yeah, I mean, for the price, you can't get a better camera. Right. I still, I still to this day use my GoPro 7s for a lot of shots right i got two of them and um they're my they're kind of my go-to i mean my gopro 8's the one i say i have a camera on a stick and leave but yeah if i'm gonna do something stupid or if i want a time-lapse shot or something like that right i, I love my because you'll 7s. usually have what two cameras on you it, it depends on what i'm doing that day but, right um if if I got two GoPro eights and I got a GoPro nine, and if I need a second camera, I grab my seven. Right. I don't grab my other eight, and I don't grab my nine. I grab my seven. Okay. So you you generally just roll around with one camera yeah. on. Okay. Yeah. Um, I guess one other thing worth hit, hitting on is um, my drone. I get a lot of questions about my drone. Right. Um, I had some Russian guy gift it to me. I've heard the story. <laughs> uh, DJI Mavic Air. Right. Uh, it has been an awesome drone. Can we real quick hit on how many flight hours you have? Uh, like over mile? 300. Okay. And how many miles is that? Um, it's, uh, did I get that wrong? I figured it out one day. It's, uh, it, it's in feet. It's in so oh, many feet. Oh, that's right. Yeah. It's like uh, 35,000 feet. It's a lot. Yeah. Uh, for an average person, it's a couple of years probably worth of flying. Yeah. And I, I, I fly it pretty regular. I don't get too carried away with it. You know, by no means do you have to have a drone to start a YouTube channel. Don't get ahead of me now. Oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, but um, I uh, the the I love everything about my drone. If I had one complaint about it, it's the flight time. Which is actually supposedly corrected on the new on the new updated Air. one. Because that drone is now two two years old, I I've think. I've had it for two years. Yeah. And it's it was out before that yeah. Russian guy purchased it, I'm sure. Yeah. So that, and the newer drones address that, but uh, I would highly, highly, I don't like DJI cameras. Right. Their drones are top notch. Their, their flight systems and, and the usability of them. Yes. Um, highly, highly recommend. For uh, just about anybody can actually go out, and this is not a commercial for DJI, but no. they can go out and buy that drone. Yeah, we're not sponsored by DJI or GoPro. I like GoPro cameras, I like DJI drones. And if they're listening and they want to change that, <laughs> <laughs> I mean. But uh, I think it's worth noting that if you're looking at entry equipment, the DJI drone is by far worth the investment. Captain Cleman had the DJI Mini, which is like a 450 or $500 drone. Right. Uh, it didn't have some of the features my drone had on it, but it had twice the flight time and did a lot of the same. It had the same camera on it. And I think the most important part about that features that it had is that it's easy to fly. It does a lot of its own stabilization. Yep. It'll hover by itself. Yep. The, the things that people don't need to be concerned about learning how to do with a, let's call it what it is, a thousand dollar toy, yeah it has built into it. Yep. You know? It's nothing like a hobby drone. It's a whole different level. Right. 
Uh, I think that pretty much covers the uh, – I mean, I Captain Kleeman uses tripods and stuff like that. I don't. If it don't fit in my pocket, it's probably not going with me. I do have tripods and stuff, but I, I do a lot of – a lot of different videos yeah, you know i don't have a niche on my channel which may or may not be an issue but i do have tripods and i don't go out and buy really expensive tripods i go to best buy and whatever is the cheapest on the shelf Shelves. is what i grab you know and it works just fine for me uh which brings me to my next point that you started to get into a little bit how important is camera gear is it important to have the latest and greatest the best top of the line or is it just important to have something to go out and film a video with? And I feel like I loaded this question, but I already know your answer. So. Yeah, the um, <laughs> that's a, I, I, there's some big channels out there. Yeah, that film with the Canon little handheld camera. Right. And it is quite obvious if you know anything about cameras and what quality each camera will do. I'm like, oh, what are you doing? Yes. <laughs> you know? It's like, what are you doing? Um, I. That's one thing that I love about the GoPros is the hyper smooth. Yes. Uh, it, that, it is incredible what it'll do. And one thing a GoPro will do extremely well is focus. Yes. Um, by itself. By itself. Yes. Um, so if, you're, if you've got a lot of movement, or I, I put a GoPro on my go-kart one day, and it was shaking so bad, the one LED light looked like 15. I mean, it was just, I'm like, this video is useless. You had your lightsaber there. Yeah, yeah. this video is useless. I, I just finished the race, and I'm like, this video is useless. I watched this thing. It is just smooth as, I mean, you couldn't even, it's, like, it's incredible. Right. Uh, that's why I'm sold on GoPro, mm -hmm. is, is the ability to focus and the ability to, to have the hyper smooth, and it's all built into the camera. To basically get the shot that you want without having to spend any more time Any more time or effort into it. Yes. Just stick her up there. I don't care if she's vibrating. I don't care if she's doing this. I don't care if she's doing that. Uh, now, one thing the GoPros are absolutely horrible about is low light. They, yes. they absolutely suck trying to film anything in low light. Right, and they have come out with their light mods. I don't know if you've used one yet. I, I do have a light mod. Jenna got me one. I, I never remember to take it with me because right. I never know I'm going to need it until I'm, it's too late. But, right. Uh, so, anyways, I, as far as camera gear goes, I starting off, just do whatever you got to to get started. Right. Uh, you don't need $1,000 worth of camera equipment. You can go get a GoPro 7 now for... What, 250 300 bucks? And there's always a used market. And there's always a used market. That's all you need. Yeah. That's that's all you need. DJI Osmos, they're, what, $199 or something? I don't even remember, but it's something around there. You know, yeah. that's another good camera to start off. I don't like the Canons. They have no stabilization. They don't do a very good job of focusing the audio on them without any, some sort of external microphone. Right. is horrible. I know a lot of people use them. A lot of people like them. They're awkward to hold. There's something to be said about that, which when I'm going to voice my opinion, I'll cover that too. But um, is this my turn now? Yeah. Go okay. Ahead. I'm, I'm trying hard to be quiet. I'm, part, I'm not good at That's it. That's okay. You're, you're fine. I don't care. Um, so the cannons, uh, you're referring to a DSLR cannon. Okay. I, I don't, is I like does mine. I use black powder or? Uh, yes. <laughs> oh, not a cannon. Oh, oh, got it. Got it. <laughs> yeah. That, that's what you're talking about. You're talking about a DSLR camera, which is like you can change the lenses on them. They're huge, you know, and yeah. I, I've done that. I have a Canon T6i DSLR that I did a lot of filming with. Uh, actually, one of the largest videos on my channel is going to Paul Bunyan and shoving that camera in Lagerweight's face. Um, and my arm was tired from carrying it around. It just wasn't convenient. Did you put it in your pocket? I could not, actually. As a matter of fact, I had to carry that thing well, around you know all day. You know your problem, don't you? 
What was that? You need bigger pockets. That's right. <laughs> and to get bigger pockets, you generally need to weigh them down with more money so they grow. <laughs> and that wasn't working. Now, it's, I will note, it, or note that I bought almost all of my camera equipment used. Um, uh, my wife found it on Facebook Marketplace, and you know right. we went and bought it, and I've paid pennies for what it's worth. Um, so I have the, the, the Canon DSLR, and there is a... Um, the little cannons. Yep. The point and shoot cannons, that's what they're called. Those ones I would say you can get them with stabilization. They're never going to be as durable as a GoPro and they're also three times as expensive as a yep. GoPro. So you need to ask yourself is it worth breaking? And a GoPro will do a lot. I mean, it'll it will. It'll time lapse, it'll do slow motion. Um it'll do pictures. Yeah. Um and it also it does it doesn't have to be dedicated to YouTube. And I you mean, can and you can link it to your phone. You can you live stream. Shove it underwater. Yep. You know, well that's yeah the Hero Nine now has that live stream capability. Yeah. No. And again, I don't. I'm not here to say GoPro is the best camera on the market, but I think it is for the money. Yeah, and for the people who are making videos potentially like us, who where the camera is going to be, I'm not going to say in harm's way. Mine is every day. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I've got a whole stack of run cameras up there. Yeah, I guess that is a good way to put it. You're, when you're putting a camera in harm's way, you're not going to do that with a – I don't even care if it's a point-and-shoot cannon. Um, and there, you're right. There are people out there who do that with a DSLR, and I think I know who you're referring to, and it's just – my question to that is, is it worth it? Right. If you move a little bit too far or you get confused or – you're on your phone rings and you're talking to Jenna because – gunner fell down and hurt himself or something yep. like that and you just cr ran the bucket over that fifteen hundred dollar dslr well the my, the last gopro i rent i uh, pulled this kid stayed out of the shop mm -hmm. i thought oh man i need to check oil in it real quick so i jumped out check oil. oh no it needs oil so i stuck my camera up on top filled it up with oil in a hurry dropped back in the skid steer and took off guess what camera fell off hit the tractor run over yep and that, that happened. It's not, it's, that's it, not a, an uncommon thing. No. I mean, I, I think in, in the two years I've been in YouTube, I've probably destroyed three GoPros. It's not like it happens on a daily basis, but right. I'm okay with it. I take responsibility for it. And fortunately for me, uh, the YouTube channel pays good enough to justify that, but that may not be the case for everybody. I can say mine does not. Right. I have no problem saying that because we've already talked about that I've gotten a lot out of YouTube aside from monetary gains. But for somebody who's going to be in my, probably in my boat for at least a year, I would say is a fair guess, it's not worth it. You can have a high-quality video on YouTube and spend less than $500. Yes, That's and your channel is a testament to that. Yeah. You've done that for a long time. A long time. Um, so basically, let's kind of change the tone of this to the one gear thing, towards the... One thing we can point out is that sometimes it's not about the camera, it's about what you film. Oh. <laughs> Well, then, you know, you can't upload that on YouTube. Oh, oh, never mind. I know what you're talking about now. Okay, this never mind. Get, this had to get a jab in there. Yeah, my mind went straight to the gutter. <laughs> oh, yeah. I wasn't going that <laughs> yeah. way at all. <laughs> so uh, let's see if we can shift this towards the person who may be interested in starting a YouTube channel and somehow stumbled upon this. Um, the, you know, I have some notes written down here about, I don't exactly know how to word this question, but it's, it's free to do. Yep. Uh, when is the best time to start a YouTube channel? Um, five minutes from now. Yesterday. Yesterday. Tomorrow. I mean, uh, if uh, I think if you're going to start a YouTube channel, you got to have a little bit of a plan. Like, what your channel is going to be about. Right. You know, what's your first ten videos going to cover? Like, you got to have a direction. Right. And, and your direction can change as you go, as you see how it, it takes off. But 
if it's something you think you'd be good at, if it's something you're interested in, I encourage anybody to give it a try. Right. And the longer you wait, YouTube's constantly changing. You know, whenever Logger Way got into YouTube, you only had to have 10,000 views to be monetized. He was monetized, boom, no time. Right. Uh, whenever I got into YouTube, you had to have 1,000 subscribers and, and 4,000 watch hours. Right. It took me four months to get that. Which, I know, yeah, same it, thing here. I know a lot of people that have been doing YouTube for years and still haven't got to that threshold. Right. And the rumor on the street is they're going to go to 5K, 10K, 5,000 subscribers and 10,000 watch hours. I haven't heard that one yet, but I wouldn't doubt it. So uh, whether it's a rumor, it's true, or whatever, the longer you wait, I feel like the harder it's going to be to get started. Uh, also, the way the world's going with streaming services is, you know, we talked about this a little bit with Logger Wade, syndicated TV and, and reality TV and stuff like that's going away, and YouTube and stuff like what we're doing is becoming more and more popular. Well, the more popular it gets, the harder you're going to find to make your way through the crowd to the top. Yes. So, with all that being said, if it's something you're interested in doing, go get your camera and film something. Do it right now. Right now. We'll, we'll wait. Well, let's finish the broadcast, then go do it. Okay, so do it in a little bit. Stupid. Start thinking about what you want to do. Yeah. Well, you need to listen to the rest of this so you got some more good advice on what not to do. And then That's go right. Do you, need to, you need a few more points from Perfect over here. <laughs> um, so uh, another thing that's worth noting is you shouldn't get discouraged. You should have a time frame in mind, and you have a really good viewpoint on this, so I'll let you take that. Yeah, so the way YouTube is a, is a mythical creature that really nobody knows how it behaves or works. And it changes And it changes constantly. I mean, I've only been doing it for two years, and the, and the changes I've seen in YouTube in two years is, is mind-boggling, to be honest with you. But if you're going to give YouTube a go, you have to do it consistently for 12 months. And consistently could be... Be once a week. Once a week. Once, uh, once every other week, I think, is getting a little bit too spaced to, yeah, out. I think you need to probably have at least a video a week. Mm-hmm. Um, but... You know, my first month on YouTube, I, did, I think I had maybe 100 subscribers and maybe 1,000 views. Right. I'm like, I don't know if it's going anywhere, you know what I mean? And then all of a sudden it started picking up a little bit, and all of a sudden it started going. And I was committed, as mm-hmm. you guys listened to in the first half of this, of doing it for a year to see where I was at. Right. I had a goal where I wanted to be at the end of a year, and I had no idea if I was going to make it or not. But it takes a while for YouTube to acknowledge you. It takes a while for people to find you. Right, and... YouTube also does kind of a, a weird thing where it needs to figure out where to put you. Well, and that's where all them tags and all them descriptions come into play. Right. That helps YouTube put you in a category that they can match you with a viewer when it gets searched. Right. Or they can suggest you to a viewer when you get so searched. So basically, uh, to put that in layman's terms, somebody, I mean, you do dirt work. So somebody who might be watching say, Let's Dig 18. Everybody knows Let's Dig 18. Yep. And it, when they're watching that on their phone or on a computer, it's going to show you a video that's other, next. Other similar videos. Yes, that's what it's called, yeah. And what your goal is as is an up-and-coming, you want to be in that slot. Right. And to know if you're doing really well, generally speaking, is if uh, you're watching a Let's Dig 18 video and you look down and it says up next and it's a Dirt Perfect video. Right. So Which you, that also means you did all your homework right on all that other stuff. Right, so you have your tags in place, your description is set right, your title is good, and you have interaction on your channel, which we've yet, we haven't covered we'll that, that yet. Yeah. But you, that should be your goal as an up-and-comer, is yep. to get into the next that's spot. That's not going to happen in six months. No. Um, that's going to take a little while. you gotta, you got to do it long enough. I mean, 
the best way I know is to say it is you got to prove yourself to YouTube that, hey, I'm here, I'm for real, and I'm going to be around for a while, so you better acknowledge me. Yes, because at the end of the day, and I don't have this written down, but this is a good point, I think, is that YouTube is a business. Yep. And YouTube is a business that's in the business of advertising. They make money based on advertisements. They sell advertisement on views, and if you're not providing views, you're like a cow not providing milk. You're going to be kicked off the farm. Yeah, and you'll still be allowed to make your videos. They won't remove your channel or anything like that, but you're not going to have any you're not monetary be promoted. Yes, because there's YouTube looks at it as there's hundreds of millions of channels on there that have server space and they're all competing. And if YouTube is going to put an ad on every single video, well, it's not worth well, them. Well, you also got to look from a, from an advertiser's standpoint. Do you want to be um, presented on a video that's got a hundred thousand views or one that's got ten views? Right, and do you want to pay to be presented right. on there? Right. Um, so that that's it, it's something worth noting that you have to do your homework and you have to be consistent. And you got to put your time in. Yes, for YouTube you, you, to be I, willing to invest. I'm in I'm sure there's somebody out there. There's always an anomaly to every rule. Right. But I know a very few people that had overnight success like that on YouTube. Yes. And the people who have um, come from another so- form of social media or fame that just decided to get on YouTube and immediately had. Uh, a following they had a following somewhere else they brought with them they didn't build one overnight right so we can uh transition into that do you feel that it's important to integrate other social media platforms i I don't feel like it's necessary um i I think the only importance for me the reason i have other social media platforms is as we spoke of before my my videos are like two months out right so with my other social media platforms i can post day-to-day things what so I, real time, more real or less. Real time. Yeah. Uh, it does two things. It let her, lets everybody know and interact with everybody what I'm doing today, but it also builds interest in future videos. Okay. So uh, it, it keeps people intrigued. Yeah, they're like, oh, did you see that super stick at Barn Teardown? That's going to be coming up. I'm going to watch this channel every day to see when that comes up. Right. So that that also plays into my scheduling thing, you know, our social media thing. Um, the other place that social media, other social media outlets can help you a little bit is it gives um, – Stuff can kind of get lost in YouTube comments a little bit where through Facebook or Instagram they can direct message you. Okay. And get maybe a, it's not a public question, they can get a private question to you. Right. Uh, the other thing I would say is uh, if you're going to dabble into the sponsorship world, uh, they like to have multiple platforms. They like right. to see you across multiple platforms. So that's uh, them trying to get the best bang for their buck. Get the best bang for their buck. I would probably encourage somebody. If, if their YouTube channel starts to get some traction, I would encourage them to start other social media platforms fairly early so they can grow similar. With the same name if possible. With the same name as you know, possible. Because eventually you're, what you're doing here is you're making a brand, whether making you realize it or not. Um, and getting a little bit off base here, but making a brand, uh, I think your channel name is an important decision. Yes. Um, my business name is Simon's Concrete Excavating doesn't really sound like doesn't it rolls sound off good. the tongue. And then do you want to buy a shirt that says Simon's Concrete and Excavating? I wanted something that kind of sounded trendy, kind of sounded cool, something I could promote, market, uh, something that you can remember. Right. So that's why I call my channel Dirt Perfect. Uh, spoiler alert, it's supposed to be called Dozer Dad, but YouTube won't let me change it, so we're stuck with Dirt Perfect. <laughs> I, I like Dirt Perfect, I have to say. <laughs> it's worked out good for me. I can't complain. It and was, now you have hoodies and you have hats and right, you, can't, you and, can't go changing it now. And uh, I, I think that's a very important decision um starting off as your channel name right you got to think of your channel name as a brand 
Yes, because you are making a brand. Right. Um, so is it, is it a necessity to have other social media platforms? Absolutely not. Um, I haven't got paid a dime from Facebook. I haven't got paid a dime from Instagram. Mm-hmm. I haven't made a dime off Twitter. Right. But I you have Twitter? No, I don't. Okay. I was just going with it. <laughs> but I, I still haven't made a dime whether I got it or not. <laughs> I wasn't an improper statement. I was no. just curious. Um, so with all that being said, most of my effort goes into YouTube because I do make some money off YouTube. Right. Now, uh, as far as growing your channel goes, and you're saying you need 1,000 subscribers to become monetized, do you feel like you should go out to these services that exist to potentially buy subscribers? You should be forceful. Worst thing you can ever do your channel. So you're this saying you should be. my opinion. Okay. Uh, first thing is, as far as growing your audience, um, you've got to, in the, I think it's pretty simple. You need two things. The first thing you got to do is you got to get somebody to click on your video, okay. which is your thumbnail. That's the picture you see whenever you're scrolling through stuff. Right. Um, so you got to get somebody to click on it. Once they click on that video, my personal opinion, it's 100% based on view duration. Okay. Which view duration is how long did that viewer stay engaged to that video? That in my, that in my way of thinking is YouTube's holy grail number. And why is that YouTube's Holy Grail number? Because the longer you watch, the more ads they can sell. Because they are a business. Because they are a business. Interested in selling so ads. So the first space. thing you got to do is get them to click on a video. Okay. Second thing you got to do is keep them engaged and keep them watching. Right. I think anybody out there that can get between 50 and 60% view duration. Meaning if your video for round numbers is 10 minutes long, a 50% view duration would be a five minutes. Five minutes of that. Yes. Um, You know, most of my videos are are 30 to 40 minutes long, and I think my view duration is like 21 minutes. So you're doing pretty good then. I do pretty good in the view duration part, and I think that that is a huge key to my success is that high view duration number. Right, and I would agree on to that. Now, you can have – you can post an hour-and-a-half long video and and get that 20-minute view duration, but it's the percentage number. Right. Not the the minute number. Now, this is going to be throwing you for a loop because I just thought of this. Do you think there's a correlation between maybe having an hour and 20-minute long video and actually having, say, an hour of view duration? Do you think they'd be more inclined to push that over somebody? I don't don't think it matters if it's an hour video and you got 50 minutes view duration or if it's a 10-minute video and you got 9 minutes view duration. You think it's strictly percentage-based? I think it's percentage-based. Because my question would be, that, well, looking at it objectively, well, they can put a lot more ads I, in. But I, I think they recognize that you kept that viewer engaged, so they're going to see those ads. Right. That's what uh, my so that's, personal opinion is. So that it, it, it is worth noting that the most important thing that at I least we no feel like. I have no science or data to back this up. Right. It's just. It's strictly opinion. It's strictly opinion. But it seems like the most important thing is keeping the viewer engaged for the as much of your video as possible. possible. And you're not now, looking for a, a number per se, you're looking for a percentage. How do, you, how do you keep a viewer engaged? I think it's really, really simple. Do not force a video. Yeah. Uh, these I see channels out there that just think they got to have a video posted, they got to have a video posted, and they just go out and film something to post a video. Which is what we're referring to when we say force a video, which is just I have to have something today, but I don't have anything interesting going on. But I'm just going to turn the camera yeah, on I'm just anyway. going to go grab some random tool and do something in the shop and, and make something up. Right. Um, you got to that, – and that, that goes back to my scheduling and my videos. I never have to force a video because I probably film 60% of what I do. The rest of it, I'm not going to force or try to make something out of it. It's, it's not there. Right. Um, so you got you to gotta not force a video. you got to start off with a good idea or storyline or something like that. Your video has to have some structure to it. 
you got to start your video off like what you're doing today. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're going to have some sort of plan on how you're going to do that. Right. Maybe somewhere in the middle you have a little bit of a structure and you structure to it, and, you, and in the middle you throw in there's a question mark of oh no I don't know if my plan's going to work. Right, and it's I think important to mention that you're not faking that. No, no, yeah. every job has a struggle. You just point out what it is. Right, and you definitely don't turn the camera off when it starts to go bad. No, you know no. don't, and you, and you don't make up stuff going bad. Like it's right. it's you don't make up a disaster. It's you're honest about. The weather's moving in, or this piece of equipment broke down, or we thought there was more dirt over there. Now there's rock, or right. The so there's not a, doing what we, you know what I mean. A level of authenticity. Oh, absolutely. If you start forcing stuff, um, that's not. And is it safe to say that people know? Whenever you force something, yeah. Oh, there's no doubt. Yeah. So you, you got you, there. You, there's a bunch of channels out there. You can watch them. And me as a viewer, uh, going onto a viewer side, watching other channels, I almost feel insulted when i it's blatantly obvious when somebody's lying to you about something you and i just filmed a video and we did some acting i wouldn't call it forced and that was strictly to add some humor and it was strictly for a humor standpoint yeah but that's probably the closest we come to forcing the video and we're still not sure how that's going to be received yeah and i um, don't I, I agree with you i don't think that's forcing a video i think but, that but neither is one of us are actors and no. that's going to be obvious in what we did but the, the purpose of it was entertainment yes it, and it was knowing in the back of our minds knowing in this case, your audience, that they're going to laugh at this. Right. They're going right. to, your audience likes to laugh at my but expense. But I don't go in the house and say, I don't have nothing to post today. I need to figure something out and go out and shove a pocket knife in the side of my lawnmower tire and then make a video over changing the lawnmower tire. Right. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's, for one, that's a waste of a perfectly good lawnmower tire. <laughs> that, that, that may be a little bit of an extreme example, but that's kind of what I'm talking about. Talking about. I got, yeah. a, I got a video and a guy in mind where he did something similar. So Really? Yeah. You'll have to show me that later. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, that so uh, don't force the video. Your video has to have some structure. Start off with what you're doing. Explain what you're doing. You know, somewhere in the middle, show some struggles about what you're doing. Make it a little bit of a question mark of whether it's going to get done or are it's even going to get done the way you thought it was going to get done. Then you got to have a conclusion. It, that didn't work at all. It was a disaster of a day. Or I can't believe this worked. Check out the end result. Or right. this is where we got to. Stay tuned. We're going to have to try this again tomorrow because that plan didn't work. We're on to plan F. Or you know what I mean? Right. So, uh, you got to have a beginning, middle, and end. Which, spoiler alert, that's actually how they, I mean, when I was in grade school, that's how they taught you how to write. You know, that's... But how many videos do you see where they just uh, plop the camera on? We're going to dig a hole over there. Right. You don't even know what they're digging a hole for. Yeah. Uh, you don't know what equipment they're using. You don't know why they chose that bucket. You don't know why they're using that piece of equipment. Mm-hmm. They put a tank down in there, and they don't even tell you thanks for watching. They just turn the camera off and video over, you know? Right. It's... Yeah, you have to have some kind of uh, and all substance. these are all these are pointers to get view duration. Yes. Um, so, so uh, you, the second part of your question was subscribers. Yes, that's what I'm trying to get to is okay. uh, your subscriber so count versus. I, I got I got to tiptoe around this a little bit because I got I'm pretty opinionated about this and I I'm pretty passionate about. First off, do you make any money off your subscriber count? Me personally. Anybody? No, no, they do not. Your subscriber count means nothing. That is that subscriber count may be the most worthless number presented on YouTube. And you, there's actually a, a setting in YouTube where you can hide that. Might as well. Yeah. It don't have nothing to do with anything. No. It's a, that that's a popularity contest. Yeah, I don't care about that. No. So you get paid off views. Right. Um, there's and a, before you, get, I know where you're going with this, but before you do that, I want to just toss in how that works. Do you okay. get paid? A dollar per view? No. 
do you get paid? Like, you get paid per 1,000 views. That's how yeah. YouTube works. So uh, you, YouTube has a couple different numbers. One's a CPM, one's an RPM. I'm not going to get into a bunch of details about what that is. But uh, basically, it's a number that, that basically states how much you get paid per view. And it can fluctuate from... I've seen mine as low as 5 and as high as 30. And that's per 1,000 per views thousand on views. a video. Well, per 1,000 views on channel. Yeah, that's... Well, yeah, uh, that, right. that we'll get into a little detail in this, but each video has those numbers, then your channel as a whole has those numbers. Yes, yeah, so you add up that month's views of the entire channel, which you, if you have a YouTube channel, it's in your studio, it'll show you. And you can take that number and divide it by 1,000, and then times it by whatever your CPM is, and you can get a pretty dang good estimate on how much that's going to So, for pay. example, let's just say hypothetically. Yes. I could get 10,000 views on my channel in a month. Okay. Logger Way could get 100,000 views on his channel in a month. Right. I can make more money. Yes. If you have a CPM that is 10 times higher than his, which you basically will make means more. that advertisers find me more desirable or find my channel more desirable than person X. I'm just using Wade here because it's, he's. It's probably the hair. <laughs> but I'm just, I'm just using Wade here because he's he's the neighbor, not picking yeah. on Wade money, stretch the imagination. So just because you've got 100,000 views on YouTube and i got got 100,000 views on YouTube does not mean we made the same amount of money. No, and that's a very, very common misconception. Yeah. Um, so you can go back now into your tangent of well, sub-count versus I don't want to go into a views. tangent, but I don't understand why people get so caught up in this. So um, – there's a channel on YouTube. I'm sitting here today. I'm at 49,000 subscribers. Right. There's another channel or two other channels on YouTube that I know of. They're at 100,000 or right over 100,000. And I get more views per month than they do. Right. So they got twice as many subscribers, but I'm making more money. Assuming that their CPM is around yours. There's ways to kind of somewhat look that up. Right. Yeah. But we're going to assume for the podcast. We're going to assume for the podcast. I'm going to rope you back in a little bit. <laughs> we're going to assume for the so, podcast. I guess where I'm going with this is is you need to grow your channel organically. Yes. Those subscribers are important in the fact that they are fans. And they get notifications when you put a video out. But you need those subscribers to watch your videos. Yes. Uh, that helps you out a bunch. So if I got... Let's just say I got 50,000 subscribers and, I don't know, 40 to 50% of them are watching my videos every time I post them. And this guy's got 100,000 subscribers and only 20% of them are watching his videos. Well, guess who YouTube's going to keep promoting? Probably the first guy. Yeah. Person I in this So in this I think one of the biggest mistakes, one of the biggest mistakes you can make on YouTube is, um, can I say the word? I won't say the word is the guys that, that go out and uh, they bet. Oh, you can say that word. Yeah, go ahead. What, subscriber horse? Yeah, you okay. can say that. <laughs> That's what I call them, subscriber horse. Mm -hmm. Is the guys that go out and beg for shout-outs, um, show up on other said channels and try to get their face in front of the camera and say, right. look at me, I got a channel over here and subscribe me. Because what ends up happening is you, you get a bunch of subscribers. Your subscriber number goes up. Right. But they don't watch your stuff. So who cares? So who cares? And it's interesting, too, because that was uh, one of the things I actually had a conversation with early on with uh, Let's Dig Chris, is that, you know, the easiest way to get, I wouldn't say banned, but basically what you can do as a content creator is you can hide somebody on that channel. So yep. if you leave a comment, if I leave a comment on your channel and I say, 
that was cool. Come subscribe to me. And I leave a link to my channel. Oh, that's, that's, that's suicide. Yes. As a content creator, you can now go in, see that comment, click the little three dots on it and hit hide user from channel. And they'll never see you again. Yes. So nobody will see anything that you have to say on this channel ever again. So the better way, and I'm not saying this as a, you should become a subscriber whore by doing it this way. I'm saying try to be a little bit more respectful. Maybe put some good educated comments on that channel. And maybe yeah, somebody there, like me. There's other ways to go about it. And yes. you want the, the point of this is, and I'm not speaking illy of anybody. Right. But the point of this is, if you can, even if it's a much slower growth, if you can grow your channel organically and you can find people your own and suck them in and get them interested in what you're doing and get them interacting with your channel and get them watching every video you post. Right. Um, as your channel grows, that's how I can uh, personally, I think that's how I can sit here today with half as many subscribers as some of these bigger channels and make more money than they do. Right. And um, I think we can tie into how Captain Kleeman breaking the mirror. Yes. Was very good for Captain Kleeman. Very good for Captain Kleeman. Put Be him on the map. Because everybody was talking about it. But Captain Kleeman wasn't here trying to get subscribers. Captain here, Kleeman was here for a paycheck. Right. <laughs> you know? And just has, just so happened. <laughs> to break a mirror. To break a mirror. And everybody still to this day gives him crap for that. But it was really one of the most beneficial things yeah, he ever did, did for his YouTube channel. The best thing channel. he ever did is broke a mirror. And I, you know, um, YouTube um, uh, meet and greets or YouTube. Yeah. Uh, you know, I've, I've done I've, I've done a video with Chris Let's Dig 18. I've done videos with Logger Wake. Right. I've done videos with Captain Kleeman. Uh, who else have I done videos with? I've done videos with a bunch of different people. With like, me. Um, Jason works a lot. Yeah. Elite Earthworks. <laughs> um, SOT Metalworks. Right. Um, I'm sure I'm forgetting somebody that, you know, uh, Full Tail Grading. Oh, yeah. Ed, uh, we got to get him on here at some point. I've done videos with all these people. Not one time, for example, whenever I was filming with Chris Let's Dig 18, not one time was I trying to get a subscriber from him. We were hanging out at the auction having a good time. Right. You know? So it, going back to organic, it, that was just you guys hanging out. Yeah. There happened to it's, be two cameras rolling. I had no intentions of growing my channel from that relationship whatsoever. Right. I was even a little bit reluctant to even be on his channel. I didn't mind if he was on my channel. Right. But I was even a little reluctant to be on his channel for that reason. You want to have some respect for someone else. Right. You and know. and I've, I'm the type of person is if uh, – if I'm the biggest channel in the room, mm -hmm. I'll film. If right. there's somebody bigger in the room, they got first dips. Go right. far. Cheers, buddy. That's exactly. Fine. You know, um, Harmless Farmer. You know, we've hung out with the Harmless Farmer three or four times now. Neither one of us has pulled a camera out. Right. That's not why we're around each other. Generally speaking, and uh, it has nothing to do with the fact that your channel's so much larger than mine. I, I, don't, I don't tend to film much when I'm out here anymore. It, well, we don't. We don't hang out to film together we hang no. out to have fun and work on stuff and yeah and i you know if there's something that i can film maybe i will but i, I don't care enough too so i guess a youtube meet and greet or youtube um i guess that follows into the, there's a time and a place there's a time and a place yeah. and you gotta and people can tell when your heart's not in the right spot that's a good way to say it and yeah i think that you just um uh, you know shout outs are not a bad thing but you need to be careful with them yeah. Um, the other thing is, you know, I get people that hit me up on the live feed. Shout me out, shout me out, shout. I'm sorry. If I don't know who you are or what you got on your channel, right. I'm not shouting you out. And even if I did and you get a bunch of people over there. Are they going to watch? Are they going to watch? Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, now I know exactly what I'm going to start typing on your live feed. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, 
Uh, that, that's kind of my take. Uh, the, the whole point of this conversation is you're better off to have slow, steady growth and have people that are interested in your channel and interacting with your channel right. than going to X channel, begging for a, a shout-out or appearing in two or three of his videos mm -hmm. and trying to gain five, 600 subscribers overnight right. that maybe five of them watch you on a regular basis. Right. Should we give another big YouTube trade secret out here? Which one's that? The thumbs down. Oh, who cares? <laughs> I, I don't get this. People are like, you got five thumbs down. I'm like, dang, I wasn't six, you know? Yeah. They're like, what's your problem? Like, I don't care. You don't, YouTube don't care if it's a thumbs up, thumbs down, negative comment, or positive comment. All they count is interaction, buddy. Yes. So you can take the thumbs up and the thumbs down and add them together. Yeah, add them together. Because somebody took the time to click on your video and watch and it. Somebody and somebody took the time to hit on that. thumbs up and, or and thumbs same, down. I mean, there's some comments that are just rude and, and out of place. Yes. That have to be removed because they're just extremely too disrespectful to somebody in the video or somebody in the family right but i usually don't take i, I bet you i've i don't know i've hundred thousand something comments in the last year i've maybe taken five down yeah i very seldomly remove comments uh i will generally speaking if somebody's calling me stupid and it's my video i'll pin it to the top because yeah, i don't care i don't uh, i'm uh, I'm pretty confident in what I do, and I'm yeah. pretty, I was there on the job. I lived it in real life, right. and I'm confident I made the right decision. Always like the guy that says, well, that won't last three days. Interesting. It's been there for three months. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was actually the, the la one of the last things I added to this list <laughs> of is talking about that you should have did it this way, guy. Here, spoiler, spoiler alert. Just because you didn't see it on YouTube don't mean it didn't happen. Right. You know? Yes. <laughs> It's uh, we, not every little thing gets filmed. You know, it, we our, our first job is to get the job done, and then second job is to make sure we make it home alive at the end of the day. And then yeah. we got time to film the video in between. Yeah, fantastic. Maybe we'll, we'll do, do that. We'll do that. But it, but thumbs up, thumbs down, positive comment, negative comment. Interaction is interaction. Don't. Uh, I mean, every once in a while you get a comment that kind of irks your chain a little bit. That stuff does not bother me one bit. No. Actually, I enjoy it. It's entertainment for me. Well, you like to debate we'll I, I like you know i had a guy the other day he watched a video of me and aaron putting a transmission in the truck and he says i think i just got done watching the moron brothers <laughs> and i replied back i think you spelled genius wrong yeah <laughs> you know just fun <laughs> yeah. stuff like that i just have fun with it it right. don't bother me one bit and at the end of the day it, it, some people do get upset about it i just and then i like the guys well that would never fly around here i'm like well last i checked i wasn't working there yeah <laughs> i'm working here <laughs> maybe that's why i work here <laughs> you know um, and truth, truth be told, most things that fly around here are just birds and airplanes. So, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> does it really matter? Yeah, occasional yeah. kite. Yeah. Um, don't, don't, do not get discouraged about thumbs down. Do not get discouraged about negative comments. There's, don't let that bother you one bit at all. Um, so I got to go through my list here. So I'm going to throw you the one question. I'm going to drop my microphone first. <laughs> and I'm going to throw you the one question that you did not see me right now. Oh, boy. What did you get out of YouTube that you never saw coming? Good friends. I needed more time than that. <laughs> I mean, that. that <laughs> um, with Logger Wade, we talked about this in another podcast. Logger Wade told me the best thing that come out of YouTube is uh, the people you meet. And um, that's the only reason we're as good as friends as what we are. Is because I have a YouTube channel. Yeah, is, 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 well, both of us have a YouTube channel. Can I get right. a little credit over here, please? Sorry. <laughs> no. Uh, the one thing I got out of YouTube that I didn't see coming was uh, good friends. I've, um, uh, I've become really good friends with not only people who have other channels, 
but people that just got to know in the comments. Yeah, we have uh, a lot of really, really good commenters that are regulars. Yeah, that, that are regulars. Uh, so I, I have become good friends with other channels, but I've also just become friends with people who interact with the channel. Uh, hands down, I, I did not see that coming. Right, about the actual relationships you yep. will build yep. off of people in the in, on the internet, yep. believe it or not. Um, and I would say I'm pretty much the same place. I was hoping to meet some friends. I never thought I'd meet the friends that I've met. I mean, I would go as far as to consider, you know, most of the friends that I've made on YouTube, some of my best friends, yeah. actually. And I mean, hell, we're going to move across the country. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to be living down the street with you. Sorry. Or from you. No, it's quite all right. We'll make do. <laughs> but uh, so we covered most of the things on this list. Um, now let's get to one of the, the larger ones, too. Uh, do you think there's a difference between somebody who does YouTube for a hobby and YouTube for a living, because that is actually a thing. Yeah, I don't, uh, I never had, uh, that's a good question. I don't know if I'm the most qualified person to answer that. I never had any intentions of doing YouTube for a living. Mm -hmm. Knowing what I know about YouTube now, uh, it's very feasible to do YouTube for a living. Right. Uh, that's, I mean, that's a realistic career choice. There's no doubt about that whatsoever. Um, but, I mean, like for my example is if I didn't have a career to film, I wouldn't have a YouTube career to post, <laughs> you know? It's very true. So uh, I don't, uh, for what I do, I don't think it would ever work because I got to work to film to post. So um, I think the people who do do YouTube for a living are more of the, uh, the tech guys. A lot of tech guys do it for a living. I've got a friend of mine that has started a YouTube channel when he was in high school. Mm -hmm. That's what he does for a living, Andrew Sly. He, he's a, a review guy for Tesla, mm -hmm. lives in Louisville, Kentucky. That's all he does is YouTube for a living. Um, there's another guy by the name of Roy, uh, Roy Kramer. I mm -hmm. uh, graduated with Roy Kramer. He actually lives in California now. He actually had a, a TV show for a while, uh, Dare to Live was the name of the TV show. Uh, we're from the same town. Uh, that's all he did for years was a YouTube channel. Right. So you can make a living off YouTube. I, I have no desire to do that. That's never was my intentions. I, again, it was a hobby. Uh, usually those people who do that um, have a little more polished video, have a little more right. professional. Uh, like Roy, he's a videographer. So was Andrew Sly. That's their kind of was yeah. their trade before they got into YouTube. So they've got a lot more invested into this right. than right. a hobbyist like right. yourself or myself. I, I have no desire to ever take it to that level. Right. Um, do you think that you the way that you see YouTube evolving, that it may ever, I don't want to say grow to the point of replacing television, but potentially having some of the limitations that television has in the sense of like networks, um, hiring people to make uh, videos? I, I do not know how it's going to involve, but it's going to go that direction. And do you think that will take away some of the authenticity of YouTube? I don't think so. I think there, I think you're still going to be able to be yourself on YouTube, but I think YouTube's going to start categorizing you. Right. Um, I, and I think that some of these bigger channels, YouTube's going to start putting some money behind mm -hmm. and maybe, I don't know if assist in filming, but... Right. Just start structuring you into a season. You know what I mean? Okay. That's kind of the way I see it going. That's Which just they did experiment with something like that before when YouTube Red came out. Yep. Um, so that would be interesting to see how that pans out. I, I think, forward. you know, instead of seeing uh, Gold Rush and Axemen and uh, Ice Road Truckers and I'm going to um, all this stuff, they're going to start finding Let's Dig 18 or right. Sad Channel and they're going to start featuring them or promoting right. them. Sounds like we might have visitors in yeah, a minute. I'm going to have to cut this for just a second. 
So, yeah, I don't know which way – I don't know where YouTube's going to end up at, but I think it's going to be one of several streaming platforms that's going to be around for a while. Right. Uh, one huge advantage YouTube has over Netflix and Hulu and all those is they got all these content creators to choose from to make into reality TV. And a lot of the overhead that they're that Netflix and such have falls onto us. Yep. I mean, they have – obviously, they have the server capacity and everything, but – But we're doing all the legwork for them. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, as far as producing the uh, content and, right. and buying the equipment and – Right. Um, all the above. Yeah. So, um, a few more points here, and then we're going to wrap this up because we're, we're getting there. I was just getting warmed up. I know you were. Um, so, camera politeness. Do camera you, etiquette? Camera – there you go. <clears throat> yeah. Should you walk around and shove your camera in other people's face? Um, it does make good video. It does. Um, that's a, oh man. Uh, that's, that's, that's a double-edged sword. Um, a lot of channels out there, you just see the one content creator mm-hmm. and that's all you see. Right. Uh, if you guys watch my channel, uh, I get pretty much everybody involved that I can. Right. <laughs> now, do you think it's important to maybe ask permission of some of these people? It, it man, it just really depends on the situation. Now, like if right. I got a state inspector on the job, you bet your bottom dollar I'm going to ask permission before I film them. Right. Um, if I got the homeowner's kids, it's a huge dirt perfect fan. I'll I'll just fire the camera up and right. Th- you know. So you kind of use your better judgment. You use your better judgment. You know the um, uh, th- those people I film that I turn the camera on, they just tell me to turn it off. All right. Right. I don't. Purpose, I had that a lot, actually. I don't purposely go around and shove the camera in everybody's face. I've kind of grown a little bit that a lot of people know I do it, and they just kind of come to uh, expect it. Right. Uh, but I don't go into Lowe's and film the checkout lady. <clears throat> you know, mm-hmm. I don't. Um, I don't go into my local auto parts store and film the guys behind the counter. Right. Uh, I don't stop random people in Walmart and film them. If the plumber comes on the job and he's doing something cool, I'm like, hey, care if I film that? And usually he don't. You know, yeah. If I know the guy, uh, I'll kind of start filming, and I'll just kind of work into a conversation and get him involved a little bit. And some people are all about it; they start explaining stuff, and others are like, "Yeah, two or three word answers," and then you, yeah. you voice that over or do something different with it. But at least you got the option, right? Either way, um, you gotta be you gotta be respectful to people and their wishes privacy. and their privacy, right? Because that's that's the problem that i ran into when i was trying to film in the beginning was a lot of people didn't want their stuff on camera yeah and um you know as far as customers go i get the comment a lot well i can't believe that do you charge the customer for all the time you're wasting filming and i mean we'll get farmer chris on here one day which is a customer i do a lot of work for and he said time and time again you guys would be probably surprised at how little time i screw with my camera uh yeah and i've only really worked around you in the shop here and it's very very little yeah uh, <laughs> it don't slow me down much no at all yeah, yeah most people waste more time the smoking time, a cigarette the than only you time do. that uh, the camera slows me down is whenever i lose it and i gotta find it <laughs> yeah that's true <laughs> that, that's that's when it slows me down the most <laughs> that's why you uh, have a bunch of them and that, that's why i go back to my system you know you gotta get your system figured out and uh, keeping track of two cameras is a lot harder than keeping track of one camera. You right. Know? Very true. So uh, as far as the – I've had had some customers that, you know, they don't want their, their address, rightfully so, or their location or, or yeah. their name. But they never really say a whole lot about the uh, 
filming the actual job. And then, of course, you know, it's no secret anymore that I make some pretty good money on YouTube. And every once in a while, you get the customer that says, well, do I get a percentage of that? And I'm like, no, but you can start your channel if you want to. It's a free start channel. Right. Uh, go for it. You know, I put the legwork and the effort in to build the channel to what it is. Yeah. You don't want me filming your job. I'm going to post it. I'll move on to the next one. It don't bother me. Yeah. So... I which mean, also I, goes back to being so far ahead, too. You're not hard-pressed to have a video film. Yeah, which goes back to the schedule of being yeah. and not forcing anything. If, if they don't want to film, that's fine. I'll, I'll, I'll Their wishes, and I won't, I won't film it. Most people think it's cool. Right. Uh, which, uh, and they're, they're all about it. You See, know I, I mean? ran into a lot of the people who didn't want anything of their lives on the Internet but post everything that they do all day long on Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, Hey, you know what? It's your, it's your property. So, you know, I know other channels that film and they would never like, they never fathom, you know, bringing a camera out to some of the times I do. Right. Um, and there's times I probably should have kept my camera in my pocket. I'm not going to lie about it, but, but, uh, it's, uh, it's something you kind of got to figure out with your personality, your channel. Uh, you, you really need to know the people you're filming. Right. Um, I think every video I've ever filmed, I'm probably talking to somebody in it. Like I've roped somebody in there with me. Like I, I found somebody, and I'm like, "You're gonna, we're, we're gonna, we're gonna make something out of this." And do you think that's an asset to your channel? Maybe I is... do. I think I think it goes back to view duration. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys see me in every video, right? You have never seen Person X before, so you're gonna stick around and see what Person X is all about, what Person X is going on. It's kind of like having uh, almost your regular co-hosts, I guess you could call them. Being, yeah, you Captain know, Kleeman, uh, man behind the scenes. Yeah, I've got uh, Captain Kleeman, which he was the first one. He worked for me. He did. He did his own spinoff channel. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, you know, we just have fun interacting. It, it, right. It's, it's it's more of a. I think it almost makes it more of a, a group setting, and and a member of the group's the person watching. Yeah, that's it, true. You know, I think uh, we just lost the GoPro. Bummer. Oh well. Do you, what, you need a battery or? I don't know. I think we can just finish it on audio. Okay. That's fine. Um, so it, it kind of turns into like a group setting, you know, and the, and the person watching at home feels like they're part of the group that, that's working there. Right. Uh, which, again, keeps them more involved and, and helps the view duration. Right. I, do you, if, you, if, it, if I stress the point, do I think view duration is important? Uh, you have, but for good reason, though. Um, so moving on now, we have basically two points left here, and they kind of go hand in hand. Uh, it's going to be... Sponsorship opportunities, which are when companies reach out to either pay you or provide an incentive for you to promote their product and using your platform wisely. And I can think of a couple uh, scenarios or examples, I guess you would say, for things that you've done with that. So which would you prefer? Um, Sponsorship, I think you've been answering both in the same conversation Mm -hmm. because uh, I've got quite a few opinions about this. Uh, one thing I want to stress right off the bat, and big corporations don't like hearing this when you tell them, but I'm not, I'm not wavering for who I am. Mm-hmm. YouTube's a hobby for me. I'm going to do YouTube my way. I don't care how much you pay me. I ain't changing it. And you've said this to a couple big, large corporations. Large corporations. Yeah. Uh, you're going to pay me X to do what? Nope, I ain't playing by your rules. You're going to pay me this much? No, I, I don't think you understand. Yeah. It's a hobby. You're not telling me what I'm doing. You know, right. this is my channel, and I'm going to do it the way I want to do it, mm-hmm. or we're not going to do anything. Right. And they look at you like you're a little bit crazy, like I can't believe you're turning me down. Most people jump this opportunity. I'm not here for the opportunities. I'm here for the hobby. Right. Um, and 
not really here for the money. Now, I am a businessman. If there's enough commas involved, I may agree to something. I'm <laughs> 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 not completely stupid, but... So uh, Company X, who's potentially been turned down already by uh, <laughs> Dirt Perfect, <laughs> maybe you're just, you're, uh, you didn't have enough commas. So whenever it comes to sponsorship opportunities, I've been very, I've been very fortunate, Jason. I've had some amazing opportunities. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, Volvo, Hyundai, AMI, Ariat, uh, Milwaukee, Speedbinders. Who am I forgetting? Truck or track? We can't forget right. Todd. You know, that's... Uh, yeah, well, Todd's very hard to forget. Yeah, Todd's very hard to forget. And that's probably one of my biggest, you know, a lot of people wouldn't realize that that's probably one of my biggest uh, sponsorship deals that I ever landed was actually truck or track. Right. And uh, I think one of my favorites, personally, was Speedbinders. <laughs> yeah, Speedbinders. Steve uh, Steve was my first. You know, yeah. Steve was my, my first. Uh, so, um, I've, had, uh, I've had some awesome... been very, very fortunate and had some, some awesome opportunities. But uh, let's just say, for uh, dumb, for easy conversation's sake, I've had ten sponsorships. Right. I've probably turned a hundred down. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got some very simple, very simple rules I'm going to follow by. Uh, one, I'm going to have to believe in your product, and it's going to be something I use in my business. Right. You know, I'll give you an example. I had a guy that wanted to give me like a four thousand dollar heater for my shop. I don't need a heater in my shop. Right. You know, it's already heated. I, and I'm not going to force a video filming one with a heater in my shop right it's not going to happen and then you're also talking about doing a lot to make that right. go in here it's that no yeah uh, here's he's giving you a four thousand dollar heater like, but you also he's trying to remind me of the value of this heater i'm like i don't need a heater right and i mean that's also assuming that the heater is a good heater and i'm not picking on this i don't know right. anything and, about and, and this I, but i did do some research on it i think it was a good heater right but, but there is but that the possibility is, that it's somebody who just started a a company and this heater could burn your shop down right and uh two things one i didn't need the heater right and two i was gonna have to force a video and we've already talked about forcing a video yeah you don't do that um so you know opportunities like that i turned down there's a bunch of other stuff you know uh, electronic wallets and dating services and that was my favorite by the the way the dating service i I always told her i kept the guy's number just in case (laughs) 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 gee i wonder why she didn't like it always got options babe i got options so that's right but, but the stuff I have taken on, you know, Volvo and Hyundai, uh, um, I was very impressed with the Hyundai Excavators and ICUE show. I still am with them today. Right. I still do stuff with them today. I bought a Volvo Excavator. Um, Vol- had the Volvo spot. They gave me some opportunities to go out in Vegas. That was one. I don't mind saying that uh, they wanted to tie my hands a little bit about going to Vegas. I said, no. I said, I, I'm willing to do something for you, but right. I wanna, we're going to change these ground rules a little bit and in, in if you're okay with it, fine. If you're not okay with it, fine. I'm I'm good either way. You were already going to Vegas on your own. I was own going dime. to Vegas either way, with or without them. Right. You know, um, uh, the Ariat work pants, pants and boots. I've got you wearing Ariat stuff now. It's awesome. Love yeah. it. I, I wear it every day. You guys see it in videos. It's not because they gave it to me. It's because I like the pants and I like the boots. Right. Uh, and speed, I agree that the pants speed, are amazing. Speed binders. Here we are a year later. <laughs> that's probably one of my best gadgets I've ever found in my life. Right. And I'm still trying to figure out how I can get my, my employer to buy a couple <laughs> pallets of them. And I'm so working on that. It, uh, you know, the, everything that I've, I've latched onto went hand in hand. But once I do latch onto something, I feel like it's, I want to have the liberty to give my honest opinion about it. Which falls under you under using it wisely, right? Um, so uh, the, the AMI power rake, for example, they sent me this AMI like the ruckus rake, the yes. technical term for it, and uh, I did a very in-depth video over it, and and the, the most of it was 
was positive. Right. But I had some opinions about it. I had some things on that thing that I think needs to be changed or addressed. This is their first go at building one of these things. Right. And, and I expressed them in the videos, and they were appreciative of it. And I think it's it's what I'm trying to get at here is the way that you presented these things. Yes, that that is uh, – um, I'm not going to I'm not going to pick on anybody and I, I know everybody is out there's got a, a great uh has an opinion about this YouTuber and I'm sure everybody knows him but Andrew Carmela or Car- Camerata. Camerata. Yeah. Uh we both got a speed a speed uh binder sponsorship. Right. And Andrew's got uh, a a cult following. He's got an amazing YouTube channel he's built. Yes. And he got a speed binder. He used it in one video improperly pulling two panels together right. i would say he wouldn't use it improperly not as it was intended not as it was intended it wasn't to bind down a piece of equipment on a trailer he used it for something else i would have used a speed binder for the same thing but right so that's how he presented it mm-hmm. here i am over here at the time i got twenty five thousand subscribers i'll make two or three videos on it actually using it tying that equipment down which is what i'm doing that day anyways i'm right. not tying a piece of equipment down for the heck of it i'm actually moving equipment that day right and steve which owns speed binders will tell you my video was more successful in sales than his was. Right. So it, it goes back to your subscribers and your and your views and all that stuff. That, and how you carry yourself through it. And how you it. carry yourself. That stuff may not matter. You can compete with big channels being a small guy. Right. It's it's being honest about what you have in front of you. Uh, if you're a company and you come up to me and you hand me a piece of paper and tell me this is what I had to say about your uh, piece of equipment, I don't care if it's $300,000 excavator. I'm going to say take your paper and go home. I ain't done it. It's, spoiler alert, we won't name any companies, but there are companies out there yeah, who I'm do that. Yeah, them to take their stuff and go home. Right. I'm not doing it. Right. And uh, that also, uh, Hyundai, I think, is nice to touch on. Uh, you made quite a few suggestions on the Hyundai excavator. Yep. And they actually took some of them. Hyundai from uh, the, the, the corporate people I've worked with at Hyundai are amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of... I kind of just showed up out of nowhere at the ICUE show and right. took them off guard. I mean, at the time I met them, I had 12,000 subscribers. Okay? Right. I showed up. They had this announcer dude out there in front, you know, talking about excavator soccer and talking this big old game. And I was just in, like, talking about shoving a camera in people's face. I'm oh, like, yeah. I'm like, I can have fun with this. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I walk up and I said, excavator soccer, what's that? And he's starting to explain it. And I said, no, well, what's an excavator? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm just, just playing stupid. Yeah. And uh, so anyways, that started the relationship. And we got to talking and carrying on. And then uh, one thing led to the next. And then and we're talking about social media promotion. And they, they had never even considered having us. Well, I guess you technically consider us social media influencers. Right. Never even considered having a social media influencer. And uh, they're like, we'd like to do something with you. But what? I'm like, this is my suggestion. I mm-hmm. said, you can send me to Vegas. You can make me a video of some new paint. I said, people want to see the stuff in action. Right. They want to see it on a job in a real-life scenario working. You right. know, and, and then they want to know an opinion about it. They actually want to see it and then have an opinion about it. And uh, that was my suggestion to them. They're like, all right, let's see if we can figure this out. So I was supposed to have the machine for 30 days and make five videos. Right. Do or say whatever you want. We don't care. Well, they loved it so much, I got to keep it for another 45 days and make more videos out of it. Right. And uh, they were just so easy to work with. I'm like, I don't know about this. They're like, well, let's look into it. You know, the, the death tank location, the tie downs, and st- just, just different random stuff. Um, just an absolute pleasure to work with. I can't say enough of good people, enough good things about 
the people from Hyundai. I, I told them, I said, I want to do this excavator challenge game. I think it'd be fun. Yeah. We did a couple of different things down, and which is the craziest idea ever. And they're like, all right, well, what do we need to do? You know, they fly people up here from Georgia. They bring great yeah. big signs. They, right. they bring a judge, you know. It's like. <laughs> that was a lot of fun. They're, they're just, they're right up with it. Right. Um, versus some other companies where it's, I'm going to pay you X and you're going to do this. And I'm like, nah, pass. Right. And um, so as a company, say say you're you're a you're hyundai and you're interested in finding a content creator to potentially spoil and and get your name out there do you think it's important that this content creator be authentic and not just speak so perfectly highly yeah, about I every mean, product uh, i think um uh, I, I hate to name channels i don't want to pick on anybody but uh, stanley the dirt monkey yeah he's kind of went down a product review path versus yes uh and I just don't, I don't agree with that. I don't think that's right. right. It goes back to what I said. I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. And if your product fits into my day-to-day activities and you're going to give it to me and you're not going to care what I'm going to say about it, I'm not going to go trash somebody's product. But constructive criticism but constructive is different. Constructive criticism, in my honest opinion, there's a way to, um, there's a way to present that to where, hey, this is a good idea, but this may need some work. Because if, if you see something on my channel and you go buy it because you've seen it on my channel, I want you to know what the hell you're getting. Right. We've talked about this at great length before, too, about, well, what if you're reviewing, just say, a mini excavator and uh, we always use Joe Schmo. I feel bad for Joe Schmo. But Joe Schmo decides he's going to, you know, he dump his entire life savings into starting an excavation company. And that's what he truly wants to do. And. And he goes on to YouTube and says, what's the best mini excavator? And he pulls up this video and it's got this bright, shiny red excavator. I don't know of any companies that are red. So red excavator. And it's just, uh, it's dirt perfect on there saying how phenomenally wonderful this excavator is. And it turns out that uh, Joe Schmo goes out and spends $150,000 on this excavator. The biggest piece of crap he ever had in his life. Yes. And I think it's important uh, with, you know, how you carry your channel that you're not going to sit there and lie to people nope. and it doesn't matter what these companies are willing to do you know and we, we had this discussion earlier about some other channels that have uh x equipment and they've had issues with them and never posted them right and i don't think that's fair no because at the end of the day i mean my wife even knows every piece of equipment breaks yes it's part of it and i'll tell you right now if there was a piece of machinery out there that never broke, do you think for a second that not every company in the world would have it? Well, if there was a piece of machinery out there that don't broke, there'd also be a company out there without a parts department. Yeah, I've right. I've seen one of those either. That's very true. Hell, that company would be out of business. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it's just, uh, yeah. you know, whatever color paint, whatever brand you get, whatever you like, it don't matter. Right. They're all going to have issues. But um, one thing I always try to do, though, is if I got an opinion on something, especially if it's a negative opinion, I try to back it up with a fact. Right. Uh, so you're, exa- re- you're reading my notes, aren't you? No, I'm not. But for example, <laughs> I did, a, I call it my Kubota rant video. Yep. I had the, the intake on the Kubota skid steer busted. Um, my redneck engineering degree tells me that this overpaid engineer did a bad job. Right. 
And I just didn't say the idiots at Kubota. Right. I showed the people why I think they did a bad job. I showed With them the a bracket. Very detailed explanation as to yes. why you think so that way. So if I'm going to have a negative opinion or a positive opinion, I try to always back that up with an explanation or a fact to go along with it to, so, so I can give you some credibility to my opinion, whether it be good or bad. Right. Um, well, I guess on that note, I'm out of notes. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're out of time, too. I'm out of notes. We're out of video, and uh, I think we're out of time. So I, ho I hope that helps people. I mean, um, one thing I want to end on is what works for me and may not work for you. So take everything you hear with a grain of salt, and I hope it, I hope it helps somebody. Right. Same here. I so, mean, everything that works for me should work for everybody. So but hey, a few points from perfect right there. That right there was a few points from perfect, and uh, we'll see you in the next one. All right. Till next time. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. -ba -ba.